Hey, my family, it's your girl Tiffany Real, and in the building, we have somebody who's in great shape. If I could steal his shape for like 24 hours, I would be a happy camper because I've never been his size in my life. I came out the womb chubby chubby. Well, if, if you was my shape, you, you would be a man. Not necessarily. There's a lot of women with me shape. That look like men. No, they look like women. They're just slender. That's true. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. All right. So in the building, we have Savon and... Hola. I want you to introduce yourself to my family who may not know you, which if they don't know you, they're rubbing under a rock. Because you're that man in that room. Uh, I work hard. Uh, yes, I am Say Von. That's S E apostrophe V O N. Uh, executive producer, writer, former basketball players. Three knee surgeries later, that's me. Hola. Hola. <laughs> so let's get to basketball. So was that your first love, or was music your first love? That was an excellent question. Tiffany, real is real. That's two part harmony. Do not record this. I'm telling you, put it, you put it out. I'm suing. <laughs> All right, no. <laughs> uh, uh, basketball was my my first love. It, it really was. I was that kid that would. Uh, my mother worked nights, so me and my sister could you know leave the house. I was the kid that dribbled, do dribble drills three in the morning, and the neighbors would call my mother at work and tell on me that I'm doing, you know, slamming the ball on the ground at three a.m. I was that kid. And, uh, you know, I played middle school, high school, college on a basketball scholarship to West Virginia. And then um, I played semi-pro basketball in West Virginia okay. for the uh, West Virginia Predators. I was making uh, some money then. Then I came back to Michigan and played in the CBA, which is now the G League for okay. the NBA. And I played for the Grand Rapid Hoops. So, yeah, basketball. And plus, a lot of my friends are basketball players. Okay, so uh, when, did you, when did you get the injuries and... When you found out that you could no longer play basketball, well, did you have a backup plan? Uh, I did not have a backup plan at that time. So the answer to your question, my, my first injury was uh, a junior in high school. I, I ran track during the basketball offseason to stay in shape uh, for basketball. And I did a long jump and ran and jumped. Bam! Bah! In the sand pit. And I landed. And I heard something pop real loud. And it's nothing like hearing something pop that you've never heard pop before on your right. own body. That's different. Right. And so I stood up on the sand pit and only one of my knees straightened. The other, they had to carry me, the ambulance had to carry me out of the sand pit. I had to stay there. Wow. No trainers or nothing. And my surgeon said I, I, I would never play basketball again. I was, I was a junior in high school. Right. And I was like, you tripping. I have to play my senior year or I'm not going to get a basketball scholarship. Like, you bugging me. So I, I pretty much did a whole lot of physical therapy, but I I got off crutches early. I, like, I cheated it. Right. And went on to make money playing basketball. So that surgeon was wrong. You wrong, Marasaka. Right. And, you know, I'm glad that you said that because, you know, we tend to believe in people when yeah. they have no control over what happens to us. Our destiny Talk is our it. destiny. Talk it. That's right. So. Talk it. That's I'm glad right. that you said that. So, yeah, man. question. So, you're not playing basketball. So, what do you decide to do? 
well, well, I I stopped playing basketball on a competitive level. Okay. You know, I still play recreational and things like that, but uh, on a like a on a making money level, probably I don't know, twenty three, twenty four. But I mean, when my when I was a freshman in college, uh, I wrote, I wrote poetry. Okay. I had a girlfriend at the time. It that's was my not first, and I was. What is? That's not surprising. What does that mean? You're a basketball player. You're handsome. You're in great shape. You chocolate. Why wouldn't you have a girlfriend? Oh well, when you put it like that. Yeah, acting like he busted and stuff like. No, 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 I, no when you when you put it like that. No, uh, so no, I wrote a lot of poetry, and I the basis for it was the relationship I was going through. It was my first like real girlfriend, real love type of thing. So I, my nose was open. I was, and so what ended up happening was uh, my mother's in a gospel group, and uh, it's only a certain amount of time before you put you know a musical background and you write poetry. What is that? That's rap. That's hip hop. That's what it is. And it was only a matter of time before. But I will tell this story. Me and my cousin Emil. Hey yo, e, he's gonna be watching this. Uh, we thought we were supposed to be singers, okay? Because my mother was, and I would hold full fledged rehearsals. Oh wow! This was even in high school, like, and somebody was late, right? I would yell at him, like, take this shit seriously. Like, this is, I was, um, I was Casey, okay, and my cousin was Devonte. <laughs> And when, we, and when we would meet girls in the summertime, he would tell the girls his name was Devante. Wow. You know, he was light-skinned, had light eyes, you know, mm -hmm. that thing. So we thought we were singers. And then one day, we finally saved up a couple of dollars and went to a midnight session. Because okay. midnight, studio sessions was cheaper. Mm -hmm. And tried to record our first singing demo. We, we had some idea of what we were going to record, but the engineer manipulated us and talked us into like singing like the national anthem or something. Oh wow. We left. I wish I still had that tape, Tiffany. Mm -hmm. Oh we got it was bad then. We got home and played that joint cassette tape. Now, right. We was we couldn't even listen to the whole thing. And mm. we just left the studio. Right. Yeah, it was it was We'll be right back. It's the groove with Tiffany Wood. Yes it is. Real love. I'm thinking so real love. I'm thinking that my heart is real love. Ah, 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 ah. You never did what? I said I never did this, but it's getting angry, so. You know, if you were sitting over there, you couldn't see that far, no way. You're right. I might, this might go, say, say, hey, what's up, Tiffany? This might go on the Save All Legendary podcast. That would be nice, but you know, you know, we have, you know, real celebrities on here. This show. is, listen, this is, this is in the groove. The groove. This is just the groove. The groove with Tiffany Real. With Tiffany Real, which is not me, that's her. That's right. Save All Legendary podcast, the groove. Tiffany Real, that came such a long way. She on multiple shows. Tell them where they, where they could. Find you at. You can find me on the Soul Radio. You can see, find me on 1069 The Heat in Tampa. You can find me in Street Madness Radio. 
and other people are searching, seeking me out, but you know, I, I'm a marathon person. I don't need to do a sprint. I don't, I don't have nothing to do. Mm, it's about the journey. It's about the journey. It's about the journey. All right. Yes. Five, four, three, two. We're back. It's the groove, but Tiffany Real and Savon is Hola. in the building. Hello, people. Oh, la. Hello, people. Come on, stars. So, music. Yes, ma'am. When did you fall in love with music and why? Oh, I always loved music. Uh, I, I was always a musical musical guy. But I, I will say this. Uh, when my mother's in the gospel group, the last thing I wanted to do was go in a hot-ass basement and listen to old black people sing about Jesus. Right. I wanted to get on my skateboard back then. But what I didn't realize, and I've said this before in other interviews, is I was learning song structure. Mm-hmm. Um, formatting, right. um, song arrangement, mm -hmm. notations, tonality, um, majors, minors. I was learning all of these things and had no idea I was learning it. That's why I am a rap guy. I am a hip-hop guy. But I arrange vocals for only vocalists. I don't rap. I don't write for rappers. Right. You know, we could talk to Donnell Jones. We could talk to Cage. We could talk to Tony Terry. We could talk to... A whole, we could talk to Lathan, we could talk to a whole bunch of multi platinum RB guys that I've written for. Right. And what I, you know, I remember my mother telling me I'm better than Jay Z. She calls me Buddy. Jesus Christ. She calls me Buddy. She said, Bud, you better than that Jay Z guy. Mm -hmm. And I was young. I was like, okay, you need to have a long sit down. Just sit. <laughs> sit. And she was like, well, he can rap, right? I said, yeah. He said, you can rap, right? I said, yeah. He said, you can sing, though, right? I said, uh. He said, can he sing? I said, no. Right. He said, you write for singers, right? I said, yeah. He said, does he? I said, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. and, and and let's not, let's be clear. I'm not saying I'm better than Jay-Z. But just that's, that goes to prove that someone could be better, could be more successful than you with less in their wheelhouse. Right. And, you know, you know, I'm glad that your mother said that to you because, you know, what I try to instill in my children and mm. other people as well, mm. just because somebody's making money, that doesn't mean they're more talented. It just means they're making more money. Especially in entertainment. Exactly. So, therefore, you know, our problem is, especially in the black community, we try to put these people on high pedestals as if they're more qualified. When they're not, they just got on and they were in these positions. We don't know what they did to get in these positions. We just know they're there. So we're striving to be there when they're really down here with us. They it, Let me tell you something. In a lot of times and in a lot of ways, we are beyond them. Right. I cannot tell you. Like, it's, it's so funny. Shout out to my man, um, Nate Nate Mathers, which is Eminem's brother. Shout out to Nate. Uh, he posted something about M, his brother. You know, yesterday they said that Eminem has the most platinum and gold singles in history. Right. With over 220-something million, mm -hmm. which is, I remember... I used to play basketball with Marshall because, you know, I'm from Detroit. A lot of us rappers hung out with Marshall. We was all kind of underneath the shady umbrella. 
But um, I remember being in strip club with Eminem, and it was me, because I had just did a show with Lloyd Banks, and it was me, the promoters of that show, M, Paul Rosenberg, which is M's manager. And we were sitting in this like half moon uh, in the strip club, and uh, M, I'm right next to M, and he's telling me about these scripts. So I was like, man, you're not doing no movies or nothing. You're not talking about that. He's like, well, I got to send a couple scripts, and he's kind of telling me about it. And then he was like, hold on, say, and he whispered in Paul's ear, his manager, and Paul told, like, motion to the security, which was like five of them, they're huge football guys. And then he goes down the hall, the security secures the hall, secures the bathroom, do all this, just so Eminem could pee. Like, it was this whole security detail, it was crazy. So M comes back, I'm like, damn, Em. He was like, you are in a better position than I am. I was like, first of all, you're fucking bugging. You're a gazillionaire. You have gazillion mansions. You're just gazillion, gazillion. He was like, I literally can't take a shit in Iceland right. without being potentially harassed. It was like he was like it was way better before any of this. This is him talking to me one on one. Right. So it, it it depends on your perspective on what successful is. Exactly because you know I think about Michael Jackson and Sammy Davis Jr. and stuff like that, and they were huge in their times, but they couldn't even walk through the front door. You know, Michael Jackson, as big as he was, he would have to go through the back door and kitchens and stuff like that because if he walked through the front, he would be mobbed. So we have to think about how lonely it must be to be these individuals. And we often, from the outside looking in, we think we want their life not understanding. They want our lives, you know, that normalcy. A lot of them do. Mm -hmm. A lot of them do. And it's so crazy, Eminem is another example. He told me, he said, say I'm in prison. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm in, and it's, the prison's permanent. I'll right. never not, not just, he's been famous for 30 years. Right. Like, it's, 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 it's so crazy what, and then on the other side, a lot of these artists that are really uh, known are broke or in a position to whereas if they don't, do something they will lose everything including their credibility most of us aren't we'll lose our job right but we're not losing our credibility and we can get another job yeah. they can't they're in a position where they're between a rock and a hard place this is against my morals mm-hmm. my mama didn't raise me to say this type of stuff right. but if I do not then I don't get that chance. my business and my credibility it's not like I can be like, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm doing something else and go somewhere else. Right. You can't do that because your credibility follows you in this business. That's right. It's the groove with Tiffany Real. We'll be right back. Mate. Oh, we coming back. <laughs> Listen, Save All Legendary Podcast. We are, we are, this is called the groove. Okay. You know what the groove is? It's with that little, there's that little, that little indention, okay, that help that guides you along. That's right. It's the indention that we are inside of, <laughs> right? And it's guiding you along, That's aka right. the groove. Now listen, everybody know I used to be on a radio show with a, with a, with a certain individual, and it was in the morning. She was on the show as well. Even after I had departed, she still upheld this particular radio show. And the moral of the story is, ladies and gentlemen, everything 
is all good. But everything ain't for everybody. That's right. That's right. That's, that's, and it don't mean negative beef pulled gun. It's just simply everything is all good. However, everything ain't for everybody. Right. That's all I'm saying. And I will say, sometimes you have to go through a battle, a war, in order to get where you're supposed to go. Sometimes it takes overcoming that challenge. Mm -hmm. I mean, I tell everybody all the time, that's how we learn. Yeah. We learn from failures, whoever fought it is. We don't learn from winning. Right. You okay. don't learn that because if you win one way, you're not going to change that way. You just won with that way. And to be honest, you know, to be honest, neither one of us, I don't think, we're going down this path. No. So we went through this individual and ended up <laughs> and ended up here. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 really that's really on point and accurate because it's like I was thinking about a podcast, but I, I, I've been thinking about it for two and a half years. I have been thinking about a podcast <laughs> for like five years and I kept saying I'm gonna do it. I had equipment at home and stuff like that and I and I just kept procrastinating procrastinating. Yeah. And I said last the other day on my um, Facebook Live, I said, you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Because last year today, yeah. I was in a vehicle, a commercial vehicle, somewhere yeah. in the country, yeah. not even thinking about doing yeah. this. And a year later, yeah. I have my own show. Yeah. You A year ago, you was doing something else, not yeah. even thinking about having your podcast, your legendary podcast, yeah. and look at us now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you just don't know. But if you sit and reflect, yeah. You realize every move you made led you to this moment. And some moves that were made were more, uh, you were more motivated right. for certain moves than mm -hmm. others. Than others. And, I, and I, I, I will be transparent. A fire got lit under my ass like, word? This is safe. All right. Right. Know what I mean? Exactly. Okay. It's. Yeah. Four. Three. Two. We're back. It's the group with your girl Tiffany Real and Savon. I'm so happy to have you here. I appreciate it. You're enjoying yourself. Of course. Of course, man. This is great. You got a great setup here. I love the groove. I mean, your show is, I mean, it's the groove, man. It's Thank groovy. You. It's groovy. Well, let's talk about your show because you had a show before I had a show. Oh. Well, you know, you got the Savon Legendary podcast. You know, it's a show where, quite honestly, I just talk to my friends. Mm -hmm. It just so happens that they're R&B guys or NBA guys or whatever it is. But I always ask the question of the day. Okay. And the question always catches them off guard. I never pre, you know, describe it or explain it. And it never has anything to do with the person's occupation. Like, it's not, like, the question of the day is not going to be, an NBA or basketball question if I'm interviewing an NBA guy. Well, give me a question of the day. You want a question of the day? Sure. I think you deserve a question of the day. I think I deserve one, too. <clears throat> All right, let me see. Let me see. Is, is, is anything out of bounds? Go ahead. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, ooh, this is controversial. Okay, shoot. No, but this is controversial. It's okay, shoot. 
Now, let, before before I a disclaimer, I have to. Savon is an advocate for fairness and equality. Okay. 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 More fairness than equality. I'll explain that another time. So, this is very controversial. Now, <laughs> and I want your take on this. This is beautiful. Okay. All right. So, a woman um, and a woman. Okay. Why is that more acceptable than a man and a man? In in a social in a social environment. Just let me set this scenario for you. If uh, you're out and you're in a club or something and, and two women are drunk and they're friends and they kiss, that's, but what if it's two men and they out shooting pool and they just kiss? It's a, see how I just hit your stomach? It just hit my stomach too. <laughs> it just hit my stomach. But why do it hit different in our society? Why, why is it okay? Why is it more acceptable? Because we're mentally ill. Mm-hmm. Mm, hold on. Shout out to Fat Joe. That is a Jopra moment. Shout out to my man, Crack. That is a Jopra moment. Did y'all hear what she just said? Oh, my God. We're mentally ill. And I will say for myself, you know, I'm 48 years old. And when I was growing up, certain things were true. Mm -hmm. And now that truth is false. Mm, talk it. So therefore, you know, we have to be mentally ill because we're being told that what's right is wrong and what's wrong, wrong is right. right. So therefore, talk how it. do you even teach your children because the rules change, the truth changes every single day depending on who's mad or not. So, you know, I say to that, if two women kissing is cool, then two guys kissing should be equally as cool because... It, they're both homosexual acts. Period. At the end of the day. Period. Period. And there's no and, judgment. And there's nothing wrong with homosexual right. acts. There's either. no judgment, but at the end of the day, we have to be fair. We can't say women are equal to men, men are equal to women, but we're treating the same scenario differently. I don't almost got nothing. I didn't. I didn't expect such a concise, direct accuracy in your answer. <laughs> I've never in my history of Savon's legendary podcast question of the day. Wow, that's wow. Hey, if y'all don't listen to the groove, listen with <laughs> Tiffany Grill. I'm here to tell you, y'all missing something. I ain't never had such an accurate. I mean, because look, you know, I see interviews with like Beanie Siegel on. The Breakfast Club, and he was like, "I have to. What's wrong with our society? Society is sick. I gotta explain to my son why two men are kissing." Well, you should explain it to your son, but you shouldn't explain it in that not negative context. Right. Listen, the same. It it just boggles my mind, right? A very very close person of mine, a, a friend of mine, daughter, happens to be a lesbian. Right. If that's your kid, and that's what. If that's how they move, are you gonna? So that's saying Beanie Siegel, okay? Mm -hmm. I doubt if he'll watch this, but if you do Beanie Siegel, if your son was gay, what would, what would you say to him? How would you treat him? How, what would your love look like towards him? Right. Or lack thereof. Right. But at the same time, you know, I will say, no parent, at least not 
when I was raising my children, mm-hmm. no parent when they're pregnant says, I want a gay child. And that's just facts. Now, well, now today they may. You know what I'm saying? You know, you, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to watch this. Now watch this. Because we're going to keep this fair. Hold on. And we're going to talk about it when we Ooh, come back. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Clip, clip <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to play some music? You ain't playing no music. This is good. You ain't playing no music. Y'all are getting the behind the scenes of radio, some of the radio stuff that goes on in the radio station world. That's right. Yes, it's not all, it's a lot of pre-programming, it's a lot of scheduling, it's a lot of time restraints and constraints, but it's all to give y'all something that's clear, concise, entertaining, and don't take your, your whole day. That's right. That's, that's right. what radio is. And sh- speaking of radio, all you artists that's watching this podcast, because I know it's a bunch of y'all, when it comes to radio and getting your record on radio, the do's and don'ts, Tiff, give them some advice. First of all. Because she know firsthand. Let me tell you something. If you're paying somebody thousands of dollars to be on radio, don't. Mm. Especially if that person is not on the platforms they're promising to put you on. Mm. Don't spend thousands and thousands of dollars to be open up for a, a future or a major artist. Why? Because if they didn't know your name when they came to the concert, they're definitely not going to know your name when you leave. Yes, you might put on a great performance, but they came to see Future. They didn't come to see you. So as soon as Future comes on the stage, guess what? They don't know you anymore. So I need you guys, really need you guys, to to make moves differently. Yes, you want to be on, but you should never have to pay anybody to play your music. And let me tell you, and I'm going to be straight up, because I'm Tiffany Real, not Tiffany Bootleg. Mm. When you pay for your money, pay your money to play your songs on certain things, you might be in a mix. They might play your song in a mix for a minute and 30-something seconds. If that. If that. And nobody's going to pay attention to that and say, oh, that's hot. Or if they do get your song on the radio, it might be in the middle of the night when nobody's listening. So nobody's going to request your music if they don't know that you're there. Or Uh the biggest hustle is you're going to be on low-frequency FM stations where people in little towns might hear you, but nobody major is going to hear you. So don't throw your money away. There are vultures out here, but there's also good people, honest people, and stuff like that. Me, on the groove, I listen to every single song that comes through. That's a fact. If I like your song, I'm going to put your song in rotation. As a matter of fact, we just went to four hours because I wanted to give independent artists their own hour. Mm. Because when their music is in a rotation, they could be at work or something. They don't know when it's going to play. Mm. So during the third hour, every day, I play independent artists. I talk less so that I can play their music so they can say, you know what, I'm taking a break at 3 o'clock or whatever. Let me go see if they're going to play mm-hmm. my song today. Mm-hmm. And then whatever song I get, because I can play music by the majors so therefore when your music goes in rotation i leave it in rotation because guess what we know the older songs we know the other songs so when i take songs out of rotation 
it'll be songs that we already know so that we can listen to your songs more and get to know your songs more, get to know you more. And that is free. Now, if you want an interview or you want promotions and stuff like that, of course you got to pay for that. But to play your song, that you'll never have to do that over here. And that's I'm going to tell you all, that's the first time. And I'm going to put up Tiffany Reels, um, her at, her Instagram at, I'm gonna put up somewhere on the screen here so y'all can get at her. Now don't be, don't be, now if you're gonna tip her, if you wanna take care of she's doing you a favor, do that because it's not a lot of people that will do play your records on radio for free. And that is a fucking fact. Y'all already know Savon's Legendary Podcast. You know it's for independent artists. You know, do I do celebrities here and there? Of course, they're my friends. But I'm telling you right now, the platform was constructed to give y'all a voice. So y'all need to get at one of us, or both of us. Or both of us. And the thing is, too, if I don't like your music, I'm going to tell you I don't like it. And I'm going to ask you, do you have something else? Because there's a lot of people who love music. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people who love going to the studio. They love all that. But they're surrounded by a whole bunch of people lying, telling you your stuff is hot when it's really whack. Mm. So if you send me some music and I think it's whack, I'm going to tell you it's whack. I'm going to tell you I don't like this. Do you have something else? <laughs> shout out to shout out to iLounge. Y'all know when I go there and consult artists live, I'll tell them, uh, number one, I absolutely loathe this record. This is one of the worst records I've ever heard in my whole life. But let me However, this is why that's my opinion, and this is how you can make it better. I'll never just, I'll, I'll always give you the way back home. Let me talk to these young people. Because Savon, you'll understand. Because mm -hmm. I'm young. Yes. When we were young, old people, we would turn on the radio. Yeah. If we didn't like the song on the radio, mm -hmm. when we turned it on, what did we do? We kept going through <laughs> until we found what we liked, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. So what I pride myself on doing on Be Soul Radio, because I'm the program director, when you turn on Be Soul, the music is good. Mm. So you as an independent artist, when you come on, you want the song before your song and after your song to be good. Because when you come on Be Soul, if your song's playing, somebody said, ooh, that's a nice song. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like your song. When your song comes on, mm. that's a hot song. And the song before your song is going to be mm -hmm. good, and the song after your song is going to be good. You don't want to be associated with whack stuff. You don't. That's a fact. And just because you're not good now, it doesn't mean that you can't be great. You just need coaching. And, you know, they done got rid of A&Rs and all that other stuff. And people, people lying to you guys thinking that you're great when you can be great. But don't spend all this money in the studio and stuff for some wag juice. That's all I'm saying. And last but not least on that topic, um... Some people will tell you you need a lot of you need to be consistent and, and flood the market with a lot of music. Let me tell you what you do need to flood the market, but you don't need to flood the market with music. You need to find a record that's a super strong record because the bottom line is most of us as artists already have a hit record, but we have not put the we haven't put the hit marketing behind the hit record because also a hit record is not a sound. That's right. It's a performance. You can't tell me they Tracy Chapman wrote Fast Car. 
Right. And they was in the studio like, oh my God, this shit is crazy. Right. Absolutely. I don't drive a fast car. That's right. Fast You can't tell me you knew that was a hit record. It was her biggest record. She was number one on the billboard with Fast Car. That's right. Because of the marketing behind it. Not That's because right. a hit is not a sound. It's a performance. It's the way the record performs. So put that money that she telling you not to spend on opening acts and all this radio. Put it in internet marketing. That's how, it's more people looking at that than trying to find you at a show. I've opened up for super major artists. And it was, thank God, I was part of a campaign. Because if I just paid to open for them, you might gain two fans out of 1,500 people there. And you just paid thousands of dollars to gain two fans. Now, what if you put it, what put that, five, uh, that, that thousands of dollars into internet marketing? And let me just say something else, too, about that. I'm glad you touched on that. Yeah. You guys want to be on V103 so bad. V103 does not play in New York. It doesn't play in California. Mm. It plays in Atlanta and mm. surrounding areas. So don't sleep on digital internet radio or podcasts because we're global. Facts. And when you create music, you have to think on a global record because a lot of times, most of your biggest fans are overseas. And when you're on internet radio and stuff like that, and you get those in analytics, you'll have people. I got 800 and something people that listen to my show on Saturdays on Street Ma on Street Madness Radio yeah. in Finland. Every freaking Saturday, almost 1,000 people are listening to me in Finland. On um, 106.9 The Heat in Tampa, they said my show is a hit, but the, most of the people that listen to my show are overseas. So therefore, you guys paying, paying to be on local. radio, local radio, when you can promote on the internet and be global. I'm just saying. That is a fact. <laughs> Five, four, three, two. What up? We're back. It's the Groove with Tiffany Real and Savon, and we're talking to his <laughs> fans. <laughs> you know, we got to educate people out here. People got all this money and just waste it. it. Like, you might as well go to the strip club. You know what I'm saying? You're going to waste money like that. Pay somebody tuition. Exactly. So. I mean, listen, it just blows my blood when I see these young artists. You know, shout out to my man, Kevin Lyles. I know Kevin's going to see this. You know, his artist, Gunner. Shout out to the success on Gunner. But when you somebody like that, stop running to Icebox. For everybody that don't know what Icebox is, Icebox is in Buckhead. It's one of the most renowned jewelry stores in the country by far. Icebox is, is that deal. Everyone spends a trillion dollars there. Stop it. Rappers, stop it. Buy land. Your watch, your chain is $200,000. Do you know how much rural land you can buy with 200000 Niggas walk around with a million in jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. And you know the sad thing about that I, I is... Can't even, do you know you can be an investor in Phipps Plaza with a million dollars? You can be a minority investor and own part of a mall? Like, y'all, stop buying jewelry. It ain't never going to appreciate ever it's never going to appreciate ever and let me say this too 
and you're going to get old enough one day and be and you're going to start looking retarded. I got diamonds in my set. I don't even wear them shits. You know why? Because it don't call for all that no more. Right. And just just so you guys know, all you got to do is watch Unsung. <laughs> that is a fact. All you got to do is spend a day and just watch Unsung because everybody black was in your position had the money, had the houses, had the cars, had the money, was on top doing concerts. You know something's wrong if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s, and you still got to perform in order to maintain a lifestyle. Please, y'all listen to her. 50 Cent said in an interview, he said, even when he was on top, even when 50 was on top, he was like, I had to perform. If I didn't, if I didn't work, I didn't eat. Even though Fifty was making millions, he was making millions on the road. He said, "If you gotta work to eat, you broke." Yeah. That is one hundred percent. You should be. You should have at a certain age. You should have put in enough of the right type of work, not just work, because you can work, but it's going to somebody else's pocket, That's somebody right. else's equity. You got to put in the right type of work. For a certain amount of time, you should have to work one or two days a week. Yeah. You should be and still be making money for the rest of the time. That's right. And, and all of us are trying to get there. And if you're not there, it's okay. Because it's never too late to start understanding that you need to find a way to make money while you're sleeping. That's right. And just know, everybody gets the mansion, the big house, and all that other stuff. But then they realize you can only be in one room at a time. You spend, you paying these electric bills, these water bills, these gas bills for empty rooms, and then you got a whole bunch of people around you. And let me tell you something: if you're the only one bringing in income and nobody else is contributing, that money is not going to go far. It's not going to last forever. And to these artists who have these entourages and stuff like that, if you have a buddy and he's not trying to work and put in the pot. You need to get rid of that dead weight or y'all all, all going to be broke together. But the thing is, you're not going to be broke together because as soon as your money's gone, they going to be gone. They out. They out. And they're they going to be trying to call y'all. They're going to be trying to call your connections behind your back when you run out of money. Yeah. And try to leech on to somebody else. Listen, y'all need to look at what Kevin Hart did. He's been having the same crew since day one yeah. for 20 years, the same guys. And all of them hold the position. All of them pull their own weight, and he don't got to pay for shit because they got their own money. They stuck with him. He helped them open doors for them, and they took the position. Everyone has a position in Heartbeat Entertainment or Heartbeat Production. Exactly, and another person, um, I can't think of his name, but LeBron's boy. Oh, yeah, uh, uh, Rich Paul? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, if, you, if you're not an uh, asset, you're a liability. And yes. one thing about me, I always kept my, that's another thing about me being in this position. Mm -hmm. I never was one to hang around a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I'm an introvert. I like being by myself. I mm -hmm. work. I go home mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I'm no groupie. Mm -hmm. You know, we have had somebody from Wildin' Out here yesterday. He told me I was mean. Only because I wasn't sweating them. I, I'm no groupie. I keep it professional. You come in here, you do what you got to do. Who was it? And then bounce. The, the chubby dude, the short chubby dude with the glasses. I can't think of his name. 
And I didn't even recognize him when I when he came in the building. It wasn't Jack. What is the dude's name? I have to pick up. Short, chubby dude from Wildin' Out. Because he look he he looks tall on TV, but and he wears glasses. He had on some glasses last night, and uh, old boy interviewed him. I don't know who it is. I'm gonna um, get a picture so I can show you. Cause I cause I cause Nick Nick is my guy. Shout out to Nick Cannon. Shout out to Jack Thriller. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I wasn't sweating them. I'm no. an introvert. People think I'm an extrovert because, because I I, I like entertaining people. Right. But I, people got the definition fucked up. It's just look, I prefer to be by myself if I have a choice. That's an introvert. Mm -hmm. That's all. I'm definitely an introvert. That's why you never see me with nobody. I never see me with but nobody. The thing is when you being an introvert, it keeps the wrong people away from you. Man, I've died so many social potholes by not... Plus, you're around a lot of people, that's just more opinions, more emotions, more more, more baggage, because we all got our own emotional baggage, but mm -hmm. you put seven niggas in the room with you everywhere you go, that's seven more shit. And then the thing is, too, when people want to be around you when you know you got a light around you. Mm -hmm. They want to be around, they want to hang on and everything, and you know, you have to, a lot of times we get caught up in that. Mm. And I always think about Jim Jones, right? Mm. The guy that got everybody to drink the Kool-Aid and die in Guyana. I oh, that Jim yes. Jones. Let's be clear. We're yes. not, not dipset, dipset, dipset. Dip not, let's be clear. Okay. But I think about him because in the beginning when he was a child, mm. he loved the Lord. He was taught to love mm. the Lord. And he would talk to his stuffed animals and preach to them and everything. Mm -hmm. And then when he got older, and once he seen the power he had, because the people mm -hmm. put him on the pedestal, then that love turned into something else. And sometimes when we're around a lot of people, mm -hmm. they feed that ego, that inner that inner person. It that, behooves them some kind of way. They're benefiting right. from feeding you that feeding your ego some kind of way. So exactly. They keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And it, it turns some people into monsters. And you can't blame the, the entertainer so much. Mm -hmm. It's the people that that feed that ego. And so, you know, I, I like to be by myself. I, I like to be my, by myself because the thing is, if I start by myself and the small people around me, the people that mess with me, mess with me. Mm -hmm. The people that don't, don't. And that's mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. But when you blow, I'll Mike Jones your ass because you wasn't around. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You wasn't around before. If so, Tiffany Real offer you some Kool-Aid, don't drink it. Please don't drink it because I don't even <laughs> drink Kool-Aid. But it's the groove with Tiffany Real. We'll be back. Yup. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh my goodness! I think we got one more question. What do y'all want the last question to be? I'm sure Tiffany already got it figured out. What? What? Comment below. What y'all? What y'all think that the question should be? Because this is this is the group. I think you should ask the question because that question of the day was great. Oh man, it was controversial. It was controversial. Let me see. Let me see. I got a question on. I got another question. You want me to do it on here? Okay, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me, okay. Let me formulate the question. I got it. Okay, cool. I got it. Y'all getting two questions of the day. How lucky are you? <laughs> it's the groove with your girl, Tiffany Real, and I had such a great time with Savon. And Sizzle. 
because he has a show, I have a show, you know, I like to be interviewed too, so he has another question for the day, so. Now, now look, this is the last question, we're going to end it like this. Now listen, all of us have came across this, thought about it, heard conversations about it, but I'm about to ask Tiffany real, because we didn't talk about Jim Jones, not the dipset Jim Jones, but the cultist Jim Jones and his belief in the Lord, and we've talked about religion and things like that, on, we've touched on it. Now, I want to know, how do you feel about these pastors in diamonds and Rolls Royces and mansions? How do you feel about not just that, but them defending those things? Well, first of all, like I said earlier, we have mental illness in the black community <laughs> because there is no way in the world I would give a pastor a Rolls Royce and there's people catching the bus or walking to that church. Every Sunday. Because the money that laughs. you spent on that Rolls Royce, everybody should have a, a, a car. I don't think, you know, people like to throw money into things, but the thing is, God didn't create money, man did. Mm. And money isn't even real, it's a tree. Somebody mm. put value on a piece of paper that came from trees, and then as soon as they tell you that it has no value, then what? You're broke. Mm. So, if you're a millionaire living in a mansion and driving a Rolls Royce, and the nicest thing in that neighborhood is your church, there's a problem. If mm. you're in a neighborhood, your church is in a neighborhood, and nobody in that church lives in that neighborhood, that's a problem. Mm. If you have a church, and across the street from your church is a corner store where people are selling drugs, that is a problem. Mm. If your church is not open 24 hours a day for to help the people in need, to me, mm. that is a problem. So I think people need to get away from the building, the church, and be the church that we were all born to be and focus on the needs of the people. Talk because about the it. pastor, he don't need it. <laughs> and there your ass has it. She said it all. I co-signed all of that. Listen, all you pastors out there, y'all ain't going to say nothing because y'all reaping the benefits of it. Exactly. And then another thing, one last thing. <laughs> as long as the 501c3 is involved, the pastor is never going to help you. Their job is only to keep you in line, to do a little bit, to make it seem like they're doing something, but they're always just going to keep you enslaved. They, they control your life. You don't believe in God. You believe in the pastor. Because if you believed in God, mm. then when he's sleeping with everybody in the congregation, mm. he would be out of there. When he's pumping his arms out and everything, sleeping with all the dudes and the women, giving them all HIV and stuff like that, oh. he wouldn't give them oh. a pass. You know, so therefore, stop oh. worshiping men. Start worshiping God. And maybe we can live happily ever after. 
I don't know how I'm gonna even sleep after this conversation, <laughs> let alone live. <laughs> Tiffany Real in the groove, Save our Legendary Podcast. This is the mashup. We're gonna call this the, the mashup. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Then we're gonna call this we're gonna call this the legendary groove. That's Ooh. right. So tell people how they can reach you. Listen, man, Save Barnes Legendary Podcast. You can catch me on my YouTube channel. Uh, you can just put in Save Barnes Legendary Podcast. I'm also on um, Apple Podcasts and iHeartRadio and uh, Spotify Podcasts and Google Podcasts and Podcast Podcasts. Uh, Save Barnes Legendary Podcast, the way you spell my name is S-E apostrophe V-O-N for all of Tiffany Reels listeners. That's S-E apostrophe V-O-N. Definitely comment and let us know what y'all think about this mashup. We've covered a whole lot today. We had a great conversation. I hope it was entertaining, but we want y'all thoughts. So on my show, comment below. On Tiffany Real Show, call in, comment. However you get a hold of her, let us know. Right. It's The Groove with Tiffany Real and Savon. Have a wonderful day. And always remember, it takes a village to get things done. And we're out. Peace, Peace. young world. Yeah! 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 Watch this. <laughs> oh, 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 there we go. Yeah! Tiffany Real and Savon. Listen, one more time. Please tell them how to get a uh, listen to your show to grow. BeSoulRadioLive.com, 1069TheHeat.com, and StreetMadnessRadio.com. And as always, peace, young world. Ready?